you have a zeal, but you don't have understanding. And if we look around in the times that we're living in, we see a lot of Christians who have a zeal, but no understanding. Wants a platform before going through the process. You're now in tune to the Heaven Bound broadcast with Pastor Richard D. Dobbs of Overcomers Christian Center in Villarica, Georgia. Now prepare to be empowered and equipped with the rich word of God. That being Christ-minded, Christ-minded auxiliary. For those that have the Bible, I would that you would turn with me to 1 Corinthians, the third chapter. 1 Corinthians, the third chapter. I'm going to read verse 5, and we're going to read down through 9. A familiar passage of scripture that the Apostle Paul addressed the church of Corinth, who's in a world of trouble. And we know the history of what is taking place. There's division in the house. Contentions among the brethren, the workers of the Lord. Now, I know we don't have that in this house and at Bethlehem Temple Church of a New Beginning. But yet and still, this is what thus said the Lord on tonight. Notice in 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, verse 5 through 9. Who then is Paul and who is Apollos but ministers? That word minister connotes a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. They are servants to do the will of the Lord. A servant to carry out the assignment that is on their life. Notice again, they said, but ministers through whom you believe as the Lord gave to each one. You believe that they were your leaders at one time. Paul said, I planted and Apollos watered but God gave the increase. So then neither he who plants is anything. Now don't try to build me up. Don't try to stroke my ego. For I'm just a bond servant of the Lord. Yeah, I have a title, but a title is nothing without my servanthood. And so we kind of sometimes get tied up in titles and we forget to serve or, or execute the duties that come with 
the title. Once again, he says, so then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and who, he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, and you are God's building. I want to talk from the theme, a spiritual, mature-minded church worker will have the mind of Christ. A spiritual, mature-minded church worker will have the mind of Christ. Let's give God a hand clap of praise before we go any little farther. One of the biggest hindrance to an auxiliary as well as the body of Christ as a whole is spiritual immature Christians. They will hold back an auxiliary from executing the will, the duties, as well as the purpose of that auxiliary. To be spiritual immature in the mindset means to be not fully developed or complete. It means in one sense to lack wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. You have a zeal, but you don't have understanding. And if we look around in the times that we're living in, we see a lot of Christians who have a zeal, but no understanding. Wants a platform before going through the process. I, I'm not talking about nobody in here, but, but, but truth be told, we have more splits in churches because saints of God do not want to submit to leadership because of the zeal that they have in their hearts. And so an immature saint, especially one that is a part of an auxiliary, will hinder or stump the growth from that auxiliary to take off and be successful. And so when it comes to us in the body of Christ, we have got to definitely got to be developed to a place to where we begin to operate in spiritual maturity in the mindset. The first part of this year, the Holy Spirit said to me that there was going to be two spirits that will attack the body of Christ. 
that was going to be strong when it comes to the body of Christ, when it comes to church folks. The first spirit, he said, the spirit of deception. Illusion of what is truth. And then the second spirit, he says, the spirit of assumption. People hearing part of the truth and then assuming that it is truth. Those spirits are lurking around the body of Christ like never before. And so, my beloved brothers and sisters, we have got to guard these gates that are opened up to these particular spirits. In one gate in particular, we have to guard our ear gates because it gives Satan range to control our mind by the voices that we hear. And how many know that in the time that we're living in, we hear voices all over the place? To be spiritual, mature-minded, it is a person who has the courage and the desire to face the truth about themselves and their lives. It is a person that will not run from the truth, but will get to know the truth based upon John 8 and 30 truth, and the truth will make you free. And one sense to get to know the truth means to have a relationship with the word of God or the truth. And once I have a relationship with truth, then truth began to create in me a clean heart and renew the right spirit that I may carry out the will of God. So when we talk about a spiritual mature and minded person, it is a person who has the courage and the desire to face truth about themselves and their lives. It is a person that will seek God for him or herself. It is a person who cares more about their inner appearance than their outer appearance. It is someone who is rooted in love. It is someone that can control their tongue and reflects God-like character. It is someone who possesses the mind of Christ. And when we're talking about possessing the mind of Christ... It's talking about sharing in his plan, his purpose, and his perspective. And so, my beloved brothers and sisters, we have got to be careful in the time and season that we're living in that we possess a spiritual mature mindset to carry out the deeds and the work of ministry. When it comes to a spiritual a mature-minded church worker, it is someone who is serious about his or her assignment to serve the local church. Notice the key word that I said. I said someone who is serious. Don't need nobody who's a joker. Don't need nobody who come to play, but someone who's serious and dedicated about the work of the Lord, knowing that time is limited on earth. And just as Jesus said, I got to be about my father business. Do I have anybody in the house who is serious about ministry? Making God top priority. So when we deal with a spiritual minded, mature church worker, he's serious or she is serious about the assignment. 
not just watch this servant half-hearted, but based upon Colossians 3 and 23, doing hardly as to the Lord, not to man. Now, now I'm just not going to halfway do something just because my pastor is not around, just because other folks is not around. Because I know that my reward comes from the Lord. So I'm going to wholeheartedly put my best into what I do. If it's just cutting the grass, I'm still going to put my best into it. Going to make sure lines a certain way. Going to make sure that I trim the edge. Y'all ain't talking to me. If it's just me parking cars, I'm going to do the very best that I can. Knowing that my labor is not in vain. But because God will reward. See a mature church worker understand that it is God's desire for you to mature as a worker in the body of Christ. Let's go to Ephesians 4 and 11. He knows. A mature church worker understands that it's God's desire for you to, 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 to grow. It is his desire for you, praise God, to mature and be developed. Notice what Ephesians, the fourth chapter, verse 11 and verse 13 says. When you have it, let me hear you say amen. amen. Ephesians, the fourth chapter, verse 11 says, And he, he himself gave some to be an apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man to measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. See, a mature church worker understands, based upon verse 11 in Ephesians 4 and 11, that God has given them a gift that will oversee, that will watch and direct the work that they possess in them in order to be sure that a job is done correctly. See, he or she not only recognize the gift, but be willfully submit to the training that comes from the instruction of the gift. Won't kick against the prick, but receive the training, not only receive the training and the instruction that comes from the, the gift, but will begin to implement exactly according to the vision and the plan of the house of God. Won't waver to the left or to the right. Won't do it the way they feel led to do it. You know, I said this on last Sunday. I said so many people always talking about the spirit is leading me to do something. The first thing is we need to check which spirit is leading you. <laughs> Y'all ain't talking to me. So many spirits are leading you. You got to identify which spirit is it. Anytime it's contrary to the vision of the house, anytime it's contrary to the will of God, then you're operating to follow the wrong spirit. But they recognize the gift and will willfully submit 
won't put up a fight, fight, but willfully submit to the training and the instruction that come from the gift. Notice, for the equipment of the saints, for the work of the ministry. Once a mature-minded church worker receives the training, he or she will put what he or she has learned into action to be or not tear down. To build, not tear down. Let me say it again. To build, not tear down the body of Christ. So many people are trying to tear down the body of Christ in this season to start their own without being fully committed or submitted to who God ordained for them to be up under. Not only talking about a pastor, but I'm also talking about auxiliary uh, presidents. Those that run certain auxiliary, you have to be careful because you will have folks in the auxiliary run in clicks and begin to talk about the president of the auxiliary. I know what she or he saying, but I feel that we ought to do it this way. Causing discord, causing schism in the auxiliary. You have to be careful that you don't tear down, but build in the season that we are living in. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? So we why? So we all can become stronger, better, and abounding together so our laboring won't be in vain. However, when we go back to the book of 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, the apostle Paul writes to the Corinthian church because there was a lot of carnal-minded church workers, those that operate in an immature way. In 1 Corinthians, the first chapter, Paul begins to deal with them because he heard in the streets, not in the church, but he heard up the road in Chloe's house that there was division among the saints. What what was going on in the church had them made the neighborhood corner, had them made the gossip chapter. Y'all ain't talking to me. Had them made the inquiries, inquiring. To the point to where folks outside of the church that did not know truth heard or or assumed what they heard was truth. To the point to where there was division not only in the church but division was in the streets. Some said that they were with Apollos. Some said that they were with Paul. Some said that they were with Peter. And the others say that they was with Christ. And Apostle Paul from, from, from prison wrote a letter to check upon the church and begin to tell them, look, this ought not to be, can I just paraphrase, that we ought to be on one mind, ought to be like-minded in one sense, one opinion, y'all ain't talking to me up in here, but you have allowed folks to come in and cause division because they was immature. And the Bible said even in chapter 3 that when the Apostle Paul came back to check on the church in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and he said, and I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people 
but as carnal as to babes in Christ. He said, I could not speak to you the first time around like I want to speak to you because you couldn't handle the, the, the meat or the solid food that I was going to feed you. And the reason why you couldn't handle it because there was so much contention among you. You was immature to handle the next shift of God. You was immature to handle the work that God has for you. And he said, this time around, when I'm getting ready to feed you with solid food, I found out that you're still immature. Oh, my God. I can't believe that you're still in this stage of a maturity level. I can't believe that after the pandemic, you're still acting this way. I can't believe that you've seen folk die of COVID-19 and seem like that you will get together and become one at the church. Seem like that love will creep in your hearts to, to edify one another, to build one another up. But he said, even this time, when I want to tell you that God is getting ready to do a new thing, he said, you can't perceive it because you're still immature. Can I just speak to the church right here and let you know that God can never fulfill what he wants to do in the season that we're in it's because we're still operating with the carnal mind we're still immature and talking about things that means no good Paul said it like this in 1 Corinthians 13 11 he said when I was a child I spoke as a child I understood as a child I thought as a child he said but when I became man when I became mature in the things of God he said I put away childish things because I needed to activate what God wants me to do can I help somebody tonight God is saying tonight he said it is time for us to put away childish things that separating us to move further in the direction that he's ready to take you he said I'm getting ready to do a new thing OCC he said but here's the kicker I'm getting ready to do a new thing Bethlehem I'm getting ready to do a new thing remnant of God but here's the kicker are you mature enough to see it y'all missed it y'all missed it are you mature enough to perceive it do you not know uh, that I'm getting ready to do, to do a new thing? Come on, stay with me. And the reason why you don't know that I'm getting ready to do a new thing is because you're immature. Uh, yeah, you, you're still dealing with stuff uh, that is minute, uh, stuff that don't mean a thing. And he goes on and say to him, he said, I, I know uh, that you can't handle the revelation that I want to give you. He said, I know that you can't handle it because I see the trace in you, in the immaturity of your walk. He said, for there are envy. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. He said, I know you're an immature saint, and I know that you're an immature worker. He said, because envy 
is among you. What is envy? Even in one sense, it's wanting to have what someone else has. Do you not know? You ain't got to wish for what somebody else have. Because your gift and your reward is different from mine. You might not even can handle what God is about to give them. And you want what they have. And you become envy of them because you want what they have. Is it not enough in the body of Christ? Do we not serve a God that can supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory? Uh -huh. yeah. He said, I understand and I see that you're still immature because not only I see the traits of an immature minded worker as someone that's envy, but I see that you're still dealing with strife, bitterness against one another. As long as there are bitterness against one another, as long that there is strife in the house, God can shift us to the next level of ministry. I wish I had somebody in the church that's tired of being behind because of folks. Can, can, can I help somebody? Sometimes the reason why you're behind is because you keep allowing bitterness people <laughs> to latch to you uh, yeah yeah you keep having the ear to listen to folks uh, who's mad about hell uh, mad about the pastor mad about other church leaders mad about somebody got they breakthrough mad about this that and the other and they're bitter and you keep on giving a ear them uh, yeah and God said this is the season that you gotta stop folks in their place uh, honey I know you're bitter and I'm not gonna entertain your bitterness uh -huh. you see that's the problem with church folks today we try to smooth things over we try to have a pity party we try to pit pat folks instead of telling folks the truth honey you need deliverance I ain't got time to fool with you because I'm on my way somewhere I missed church three years because church was closed down I missed revival three years because revival was closed down if you bitter about something you ought to be bitter about the devil you ought to be bitter about the closed down if you bitter about something you ought to be bitter that we ain't connecting together but don't come telling me about what you mad about when my man of God is hearing from God and leading me he says he says here he says he says here he says he said you're bitter and he said not only that you're bitter against one another he said division has come into the house the act or the process of dividing can I help somebody today immature saints stay with me James I'm there immature saints are those that run in cliques let me help them can you help them I can help them spiritual mature saints 
understand that there's no division among the brothers. Immature saints run in cliques that will puff them up and build them up to do wrong. And Paul said, look, there's too much immatureness between you. The immature saints are arguing about who is with Paul and who is with Apollos. <laughs> who is with Paul? Who is with Apollos? And who is with Christ? Paul said, wait a minute. He said, but we are just ministers. We are servants of God. The problem is, here it is. Stay with me, James, I hear him. The problem is, Schism has entered into the church. Image, division has entered into the body of Christ. It because, watch this, Elder Boyd, can I help him? God said, when you're supposed to be planting, you're trying to water. And when you're supposed to be watering, you're trying to plant. And when you're just supposed to be serving, you're trying to cause increase. Stop trying to take someone else's position when you're not qualified to walk in it. I, I know you have been reading books and I know some of you have been going to Bible college. Nothing wrong with that. But do you have the all? Do you have the all to plant? Do you have the all to water? Do you have the all to give increase? Ask your neighbor, say, neighbor, you might not have the oil. You can't walk in what I'm walking in if you don't have the anointing. You, you, you sound good from a theological standpoint. But there's no oil. Yeah, you want to sing and you have a good voice, but there's no order in your singing. You do more hollering than deliverance. You ought to have enough all that if somebody wants to be delivered, they'll get delivered. You should have enough all that when you sing, if somebody needs to be healed they are healed and he says 
said, the problem is who am I? Paul says. And who is Apollos? He makes a statement that I like. He said, but we are one. Y'all missed it. Quit trying. Here it is. Quit trying to have a made-up team when we already got a team. Y'all missed it. He said, we're one. We're on the same team. We got different gifts, but what? The same team. I, I like what Paul says. I got to get scriptures. I got to be educated for a while. Y'all stay with me. I like what he says in 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, beginning at 12. He said, for as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body so also is Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact the body is not one member but many. If the foot should say because I am not a hand, here it is, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? If the ear should say, because I am not, and I, I am not of the body, is there therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smiling? But now God, here it is, has set the members. He has positioned the members, each one of them, in the body. Notice this, not by as we please, but by he a please. In other words, let me help you, by the all that he gives you. But we got to understand, so schism won't be in the church. Envy won't be in the church. We got to understand that we are on the same team uh, just tell somebody real quick I'm about to finish that we are on the same team and so Paul said I planted in Apollos water but it is God that gives the increase see spiritual minded church workers will be steadfast very devoted as well as Lord to the ministry will be unmovable when it comes to doing what they are supposed to do. Will be firmly fit in place when they, watch this, understand that it is God that performs all things. I, I'm getting ready to wrap it up. I ain't going to be long. But I hear God saying the only way that we as church workers are going to be united in a spiritual mature mindset and fulfill this next shift and next level 
afresh all that he's pouring on the body of Christ. Aren't you tired of the same old saints? God said, watch this, here it is. In this season, not only hear this, tell them auxiliaries are going to function, but auxiliaries are going to be filled with signs and wonders. Y'all hear me? That when you do what he deemed for you to do in this season, you're not just performing like you used to perform. He said, but he's getting fresh all on leaders and on auxiliaries. Hear this. I, can I say one thing? I'm sorry. I don't think you can handle this, but let me say it. God said that the gift inside of you is to anoint it to just stay local. God said you need to go to the nation with your gifts, not stay at just a local facility. But I hear God said, I'm getting ready to rise you up now. Whether you perceive it or not, God said, I'm getting ready to rise you up to take you to nations. Your anointing, your voice, the clarity call that's on your life will go from coast to coast to nation to nation. Can I help somebody? And I'm done. God says, the only way that spiritual maturity can come to the body of Christ and not cause division or schism in the body. He said that in 1 Corinthians, the first chapter in verse 10, Paul said, now I plead you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing. Whatever your pastor is speaking in this season, you need to speak the same thing. If your pastor said that blessings is coming, you need to start speaking blessings is coming. If your pastor is saying better is here and better, it's coming. You need to start speaking the same thing. And he said, not only that, and I'm done. He said, but you need to be like-minded. Like-minded in one sense means that we must have the same purpose the same purpose no big eyes and little use but we must share the same purpose to fulfill what God have called the ministry to fulfill. Can I just say this? God is bigger than a local church. Can, can, can I just tell somebody? Yo, how many auxiliary leaders we have in the house? Just raise your hand real quick. Yo, leadership is bigger than the local church. 
it is first committed and submitted to the local church but with your pastor approval where he is taking the ministry your voice and your leadership is going to be displayed to cause folk to line up in these last days that's why you have to be spiritual mature watch this inside but also outside some of you you're at mature inside but when you go outside you let down your God and start being immature conforming to the world and God said if you go stand in this season like never before and be an example your life is on display 24 hours a day and so I am here to remind you that time is drawing near and we don't have time to operate as an immature sink of the body of Christ but we have got to stand up and become mature in the deeds and the will that God has for us that being in our talking our thinking as well as our doing in my own language get some act right in you get some act right in you we pray that you have been blessed and inspired by today's message we'd love to hear from you Please send your prayer requests and testimonies to our website at OCCVR.org. That's OCCVR.org. We would like to invite you to partner with us as we share the gospel all around the world. Just go to our website at OCCVR.org. Click on the Give button to give online, or you can utilize text to give text GIVE to the number 770-692-2225. That's 770-692-2225. Join us on our YouTube channel, subscribe to our podcast, and connect with us on social media. We also invite you to join us in a live service. We're located at 3097 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia. Visit our website for more details at OCCVR.org. Until next time, remember, without a vision, the people perish. See you next time for more Heaven Bound with Pastor Richard D. Dobbs of Overcomers Christian Center in Villarica, Georgia.